What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. You know me. I am your host, comedian Maxim Allen. Today is January 8th, 2022. Uh, My lovely girlfriend has COVID, so I am quarantined. I was really excited to get back to in get started with in-person episodes and uh, get some video content out for you guys. Uh, Follow the YouTube channel. Um, But uh, we're going to do remote recording for the next two episodes. And hopefully we'll get back to the swing, into the swing of things. Uh, This week, I am joined by a very special guest. Um, You may know him from episode two of Don't Quit Your Day Job more than a year ago. September 1st, 2020 is when his episode came out. Everyone, please give it up for minor TikTok celebrity... Lucas Arnold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. When you're saying, oh, yeah, we have a very special guest. Oh, excuse you. I think you mean the most special that you have had on or will have on. Let's be real. Hey, any any one of these uh, 70 people could blow up bigger than you at some point. You never know. And that's the kind <laughs> of encouragement I love to see. <laughs> one of, I mean, a former guest of uh, mine is also a uh, writer on SNL. So... Well, that's true. That's, that's true. A, that is big. <laughs> yeah, she she got the Maxim Allen bump. She got the yeah, the don't quit your day job bump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she has uh, twenty one listens on don't quit your day okay. job. <laughs> Wait, can I ask uh, how many? Am I the? How many people have returned to the podcast as guests? Uh, let's see. You, Lee, and Sasha. So okay. you would be number. Yeah, you're just in the third one. That's it. Okay. Yeah, we're doing some. I'm doing some returning episodes. I'm, I was gonna have uh, Gabby Jordan Brown, uh, yeah, a good friend of both of ours, return, but mm-hmm. her first episode was a Zoom recording, ah. so I wanted to have her back in person this week. But uh, I have, or Lee has COVID, so we can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have COVID. <laughs> we have COVID. That's good. <laughs> we that's have like, a shared. That's like COVID the account. we're pregnant of COVID. Like, oh yeah, we have COVID. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have COVID and we are quarantining together. Uh, just couples things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just girly things, yeah. But yeah, so when... Okay, so when we when I had you on the first time, you were episode two of this show. Yeah, I remember it very well. I You have done quite a lot since September 1st, 2020. It's been a minute. 2021 yeah. was a big year for you. Uh, most notably, no, not most notably, but big thing is uh, you started your podcast with Gabby shortly after I had you on mine. You you probably started Two Nosy Meerkats like a month or two after, right? It was very, yeah, it was at the end of September, I think, that we did our first episode. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. Wow. It was right on the heels, right on the coattails. It's been a while. So how 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 has uh, having your own podcast been? How have you been enjoying it? It's something... It it's very interesting because like early on I knew I was going to love it. Like I knew mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to do, like free form. It was just it was I knew it was gonna be fun, but it was also kind of a drudge because like we were doing it on Zoom for so mm-hmm. long just exclusively. Um, which was necessary <laughs> just for like safety. But like yeah. but it's so cause like we did it for a while and we loved it, but it was a bit draining to do, especially to like edit video clips. Mm-hmm. Because totally. we would just take like the Zoom recording and then create the episode, the audio and video out of that. Um, and then we took like a break, which was really nice for uh, both of us. And then coming back, 
Yeah, I sorry, noticed what? that because like you, I listened to like a lot of the early episodes, and then there was just one day where I was like. Did they just quit? Did, like, I haven't seen an episode in a while because you guys were out for like probably like two months or so. It was more. It was like closer to four months, honestly. Wow. Yeah, but um, we didn't intend it for be to be that uh that long uh because like Gabby she went on a trip around the Southwest mm-hmm. um with her girlfriend and I also I had something or other to do. I was seeing family, I think, and um. And then that just extent, we kept saying, oh, we're going to come back and like get back on the ball. And but then we just kept being like very lazy and not getting <laughs> on it. And so one day I was like, all right, enough's enough. Let's go to B&H. Let's invest in some proper recording equipment. Let's do it. And we made like a day of it. It was really great. Let's max out the credit card at B&H. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, we um we paid just with my um debit card. I just ordered got my first credit card. No shit. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've not had a credit card this whole. I hate thinking of stuff that's financial and credit cards like too mysterious for me. But uh, I was convinced recently, like, oh no, you should do it. It's not that complicated. So I was like, all right. Yeah, I think I was in your same boat. I got my first credit card when I moved here to New York City. Yeah, because I was getting a sign-on bonus through work, but I wouldn't get the sign-on bonus until I was already two months into working there. Mm-hmm. So I basically put my whole move on my credit card, and then when it got when I got that lump sum of money, just paid it all off in one shot. Ah, uh, yeah. And since then, I have learned to not fear the credit card. But that's good. when you're when you're a debit card boy, the credit card manhood is kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> that's that is that belongs on like a kitchen quote engraved in wood. <laughs> yes. Um, when you're that, a debit card boy, you're afraid to become a credit card man. Yeah. Um, that that'll be in my uh my uh corner office covered in oak furniture when absolutely I'm NF- when i'm an nft mogul yes <laughs> i want you to have like a carved little attached dish where you can dip your cigar in like yes yes <laughs> um but yeah i'm excited to get it and uh get cash back on shit i'm excited it, for that the the credit card like points and stuff it's mm-hmm. like it takes so long to accumulate but when you cash it out it's like nice i really earned this <laughs> i love free stuff so much yeah it's great so when you start so two nosy meerkats yes. you only did it over zoom for the yeah. first bit and then you had your break and you came back you balled out at bnh you got your yeah. equipment what I okay. Oh, and then also like just a big thing. Forgive me for interrupting, Mm -hmm. but a big thing that was different. Well, first off, like the chemistry, just being in person. Obviously, it's way better. It's better than anything that could happen on Zoom, uh, which is why this episode is going to be shit. Um, (laughs) uh, But uh, but also editing it was so much easier. So much. So So much much easier because everything syncs up so easily. Um, Even if like. Starting off, I only had like one 4K camera and then I would just use my iPhone. But even then, like the the recording from my iPhone with just a tiny bit of tweaking synced up perfectly. It was so and then editing clips from that was so much easier. Just everything just was every single thing came better by doing it it in person. It's it is astounding how much simpler it is and also when you do it in person you eliminate the other the factor of the other person having to figure out their end you know i know 
like right now it's like okay for the listeners before this call i'm like okay lucas i just need you to record your audio on your end be honest how glad are you that i'm the one that i that i have a pre that i have a history in audio recording like oh i'm so it's so nice it's so nice because there's like a select few people who know how to do this right most most of my remote guests show up with a pair of like wired earbuds and i have them record on QuickTime or the windows voice recorder and i have to coach them through how to do that (laughs) well here's the thing like i i remember in like our zoom days because um for those who don't Mm -hmm. know i also am like the one on my podcast like i edit everything together uh uh, as I'm sure you guys guess, but um, but when we would have like guests, be we would ha- it would be such a stressful thing. Like, do they have headphones? Are they plugged in? And then sometimes <laughs> guests come on late, and they have uh, wireless headphones that run out of juice multiple times throughout the recording, and. Uh, it's it's a bitch to deal with. So even if it's just like shitty wired headphones, just to know that they're plugged in, it's just so. Yeah. Oh, that's the, yeah. Uh, I guess if uh, listeners, if you find yourself on a remote podcast, all you gotta do is make sure you bring the juice. Okay, make sure you got the headphone juice. <laughs> yeah. And the cable, but yeah. So one thing that's it, like for me, you know, I am like a I love podcasting, even though I have a relatively small, fa- small but loyal fan base. Um, yes of roughly 15 to 25 people impossible to tell at most most weeks but (laughs) uh i like the format of podcasts just brings me so much joy so what like what do you love about podcasting and your experience with two nosy meerkats so far i love it's sort of like the same sort of excitement you get when you go see when you know you're gonna go see good improv that the excitement when okay. you see like you know you're gonna see like really like really polished professionals and you have no idea what journey you're gonna be taken on calling any of us polished professionals is quite a stretch <laughs> but yeah oh, please don't I know flatter you yourself <laughs> no but no but definitely like when because like i think also i feel like me and gabby have gotten better over time at just like really rolling with whatever happens on the podcast yes. and like we especially recently we've done like a lot more riffing with mm-hmm, our guests mm-hmm. which is just so much fun to do and it's just it's exciting to be like all right what journey are we going to be taken on by <laughs> whatever our guest says and like it's just it's just um and then knowing that whatever is going to happen is going to be captured and whatever yeah. all these multiple worlds mm-hmm. you're going to it's just like yeah it's the same i would say it's like the same excitement over like seeing good improv that's a really good way to put it. I never thought about it like that, but that makes like a lot of sense. Cause it's just kind of like, especially when you have a good guest and like yeah. most of the guests you guys have on two nosy meerkats are your friends or friends of exactly. Us. Yeah. And you know, it's going to be a good vibe and like chill and funny. And it's just kind of like one thing that like, I will say for this podcast is I fly by the seat of my pants for interviewing. Cause I kind of have like a little bit of a formula to get the interviews started. Mm. And then it's almost like an exercise in like being present, right? Like yeah. instead of having like a sheet that you're like, I'm going to ask this question, this question, it's like, I'm going to try to stay tuned into the conversation and just, which is what you need for improv as well as right. being present, exactly. being listening and yeah. Being like really in touch with that. So I think that's like 
that's like a really fun way to look at it because I'm <laughs> I'm also like I love podcasting because I love listening to podcasts and I never thought about podcasts as like listening to improv, you know? Because mm. and also I've been thinking about this. So much you think about this. I think comedy is an amazing thing to see and listen to. I think the next best thing, and this is a lot of podcasting, is just earnesty. Like just people just mm. being real about their shit, you know? And I oh, think absolutely. that's like a wonderful thing. Absolutely. That's, that's what, that's what, that, and that's part of like the luxury of podcasting mm. because like in previous mediums, I, I think this is probably like the earthiest artistic medium in that it's just so natural and so close to like just hanging out with people or just being like a fly on the wall. Yeah. And, uh, because like in previous mediums, like think about like radio, TV, talk shows, film, everything, there's, there's a heightenedness to it. There's something stylized mm-hmm. to it. Whereas podcast and even with stand up, it's like it can be very casual or at least really good stand up has the feeling of just seeing like it's coming, seeming like it's just coming off the top of your head. But with podcasting, it really is just coming off the top of your head. And you mm-hmm. really can just be sort of like naked almost in a totally in a consensual way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, and I think but yeah. it's like. You know, there's like the you you listen to a few podcasts, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So you know this when you listen to a podcast for like a year or two, and it feels like you know the people on the podcast, oh. even though you're actually strangers. Like I feel like you didn't. No one ever felt that way about like people on TV or people in movies or people on radio because it's yeah, all polished. Yeah, yeah. And but like podcasting is so raw that it's just like. Why am I friends with this person who doesn't know I exist? <laughs> yeah. Well, can I tell you, I went to um, I went to see a comedy show in late 2019. Um, it was Christina P., Christina Pajitsky, who mm-hmm. co-hosts one of my favorite podcasts in the world called Your Mom's House. Okay, and yeah. When I was I was I was there with a friend, but he wasn't in like the fandom of this okay. podcast. But yeah. I started like talking with other audience members. And we were all just doing like references to the podcast. And it was like the most, it was one of the most special, like just 10 minutes of my life where I was just like talking with other people about how they also try to get people interested in the podcast. And it was just, (laughs) it was because this is like a part of my fandom. I don't know if the word, but like, this is like a part of like my soul that I hardly ever get to express with other people in like real time. And so it was, (laughs) <laughs> it's such it's such a deep thing. It really is a deep thing. Especially when it's like, yeah, like that's kind of a magical thing, especially when it's like you listen to this podcast every week for yeah. God only knows how long. It's just part of your routine. And when yeah. you meet people who it's the part of their routine, it's like, oh my God, you know the same things about like you have the same thoughts about this that I do. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think the reason uh why it's interesting, Jimmy Carr, actually, I heard him on a podcast say that he thinks the reason why podcasts have taken off so well is because we've kind of, not to say that we've like dissolved family, but the idea of the hearth, the idea that we all come together at the end of the day around a fire and like cook food, talk about like our day or whatever, and like reconnect with people. That's a thing we probably don't do as much, but that is a thing that mm. is substituted fairly well by podcasts the idea of like being very intimate with like consistent people and that that's why you form such a 
probably like a very deep connection to whatever podcast you're listening to and why you would form such an instant connection with someone uh, who also listens to the same podcast because like it's a very it's a very intimate thing wow that's that's incredible what a great yeah. way to put that and you said former president jimmy carter said that no <laughs> yeah professor yeah um professor no yeah uh president jimmy carter uh yeah no i mean uh jimmy carr c-a-r-r okay, yeah. when as soon as you said that i googled that and i was like oh it's a comedian because my brain was like jimmy carter that dude's like 98 yeah, yeah he's like building houses and he loves <laughs> max allen's podcast oh those my are gosh. his two personalities could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> could you imagine uh, President Jimmy Carter actually had to abandon his podcast upon yeah. entering office because it was a conflict of interest? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Uh, Trump had Twitter, first president to have a podcast. I'm all in. I'm all in. I don't care what I, kind of insane shit it is. I'm all in. <laughs> I would love him to have a podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I would love it so much. Well, here's the thing is that, like, when I... the one of well obviously not the biggest reason but one of a reason smaller reason but still a reason that i wanted him not to be president for a second term was so we could enjoy him again he's so entertaining <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he's so entertaining and as long as he doesn't have power as long as we keep him in like a certain corner i think he can and should be enjoyed all right Okay, I, I mean, I, I definitely I, yes. want him to answer for I, yeah. like crimes against humanity. But he's a, like, he's a piece of shit. But you're right; he is hilarious. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it, and he's not hilarious in like an intentional way. It's just like every little thing about his, the surface of who he is yeah. is so funny. Like, he's so entertaining. He's that's like, the thing is he is actually too entertaining. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's entertaining to a point that it's damaging yeah <laughs> it's like truly the self-harm of america it's like we want this it's like it's that just like that is that is a beautiful line it's the same thing like with tiger king <laughs> oh my god i just it's finished like, tiger king 2 oh crazy what'd you think i almost got annoyed at like how many people because the thing is like you'll get introduced to a new character and you think, all right, this person's going to be normal. And then there's no chance. <laughs> there's no chance. Like the only people that are normal, I think, in the second part were the people that accused uh, Tim Stark, the people that used to work for him. Those are the only straight normal people. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else, like there was like a DA who was like, we're on the case. And then he was like, I also like to impersonate Elvis in my spare time. <laughs> and I was like, Dude, this is so unnecessary. <laughs> I didn't think that they could make a sequel season and have it be as entertaining as the first season, but they somehow did it. And I feel like it's just this like, I don't think this... it was as entertaining. Like the first one that was like lightning in a bottle yeah. and it was it's, still I mean, great, yeah. but it wasn't like quite as like extraordinary, but it was still good. I, I think it's just the, the the sphere of people who orbit these psychos. I know it's just full of like these you, entertaining people that it's just like you can't yeah. you can't look away and like when they were when the uh the free joe exotic uh capital yeah. riot crossover episode i'm like this is wild i didn't think that tiger king would leak over into national politics oh yeah well also <laughs> did you see that there um did you ever watch too hot to handle too hot to handle oh i watched like one episode one or okay. two episodes i was like i can't do this okay <laughs> 
there is a dude from Too Hot to Handle. If you watched the full season, you would have recognized one of the dudes in Too Hot to Handle uh, in the first episode of Tiger King 2. And he's hanging out with uh, Joe Exotic's husband. Wow. <laughs> it's in that first episode where they're like partying and drinking together. Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, that's fucking Harry. I was like, what? <laughs> There's like an MCU of Netflix. I was like. <laughs> the, the, the scariest thing is, is that there is a real world cin- cinematic universe of all the crazy people and all the documentaries. They all live together on yeah. a planet. <laughs> that so, was so fucking. Yeah, go on. So with the podcasting, aside from that, so you when I first interviewed you, you were kind of at the beginning of your launching of your TikTok career. Like at that yeah. time in September 2020, you were doing like a ton of impressions. Yes, on TikTok. I was. Yeah. And uh, it has now been uh, basically a year and a half since then. Things have mm. changed a lot. So how how has TikTok been going? What are your thoughts on it after being viral for almost like two years now? Well, <clears throat> you say like, well, the thing is, I haven't been like viral for two years straight. There are right. massive peaks and valleys. And that's right. I would say that's something that I've at least tried to grow really comfortable with. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a period right now where my videos aren't doing quite as well. But I know that that's going to change because that's right. exactly what has happened thus far. But um, it's just that consistency and the ebb and yeah. flow of it all. Yeah. But um it's become like my full-time thing like content creation in general has become mm-hmm. like my full-time thing my i would say my first priority i mean you, stand-up is my first priority but in terms of like making money uh yeah do you so do you even do voice acting anymore at this point oh, you know, just, i do i do oh, occasionally do? Okay. yeah i um i did a couple jobs right before uh christmas and mm. uh yeah i'm actually going to be uh, recording an animation demo at the end of the month interesting yeah so um uh so yeah i'm gonna be recording an animation demo hopefully try to get some work uh Mm -hmm. through that uh but um but yeah i'm still definitely doing voiceover but not as intensely where before i was like on audition websites and i was looking for jobs here and there and now i kind of just only take auditions through uh my representation Mm -hmm. and then otherwise my time is spent just on content creation Interesting. So let, let's talk about that. What so when you say content creation, what's the order of priority for like the content you create? I don't know if there's like an order. It's just like I mean, I would say probably TikTok is first. Like that's where I have like right. the biggest audience. Mm-hmm. Um but in my mind, I don't even think of it as like TikTok videos anymore. I think of it as like a video and thinking, all right, on what platforms can I put this on? I'm gonna put it on YouTube shorts, I'm gonna put it on Instagram reels, I'm gonna put it on tiktok regular tiktok mm. um so now i think of it a little bit more broadly mm, interesting um, so it's less it's less platform specific and more yeah just, okay. definitely so your youtube channel do you is it mostly just shorts i would say mostly just shorts right now because that's something i can put out fairly consistently yeah um and because i i have like a separate well me and gabby we have a separate youtube channel just for the podcast Right. Um, which I wanted to start from the because I didn't want it to be like my podcast featuring Gabby. Like from the beginning, I thought, no, 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 right. I want this to be like a thing that we share as partners. Um, right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, most of what I do on my YouTube channel are shorts and then like okay. occasionally putting out a set of stand up or mm. other occasional things. Um, yeah. 
I did also start doing uh, streaming on Twitch, though. Oh, oh I yeah. Start, yeah, I, I became, and I got to affiliate. I oh yeah, nice. I was gonna ask how's that how's that been going? Yeah, it was really fun. Just like playing Pokemon, and then like people trickle over from TikTok, and it's just it's it's such a it's just fun. It's just it's just so fun to just like play Pokemon. And then people come in suggest shit. It's great. I and you just it. talk to them. You talk yeah. to the chat. It's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I'm no, getting slowly getting better and better at OBS. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's very straightforward. It, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like in the zone of I want to dabble more into streaming. I got this like GoPro for Christmas. Oh, and it. I'm going to use it for the videos that don't quit your day job. Audience, stay tuned for in-person episodes. Um, but <laughs> I realized there's like an input delay on the uh, oh. when it's a, as a webcam, and I was like, "Oh no!" I just wanted oh, to feel the stream with it in high quality, but yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. But yeah, so how's uh, so in your like week, do you have a quota of like how many videos you're gonna release or anything like that? I don't, and I probably should. I'm really trying to get better at like scheduling and adhering to a schedule and like mm. planning out my work in my days going forward um but typically i just try to um think of stuff day of and like yeah. put it out as much as i can <laughs> i want to get involved on uh i want to start a patreon and then do exclusive content on that um exclusive bonus content and uh plan stuff out for that as well yeah um that's like my next project as it were it's a it's a lot of things you got going on because I it's mean you lot, got the, yeah. you got the podcast then you do your videos which you do several times a week and then you're yeah. also making clips from the podcast yeah and well I we uh, also just uh, had someone uh, just start with us as like someone we who could uh, we could pay to produce the video clips of the Ooh. podcast and so that is going to be a nice load off the back that's so huge just oh, any yeah. any of the podcast production that you can offload on someone else especially with video yeah. it's so nice <laughs> so nice um that's why yeah. don't quit your day job fantasy is to one day be at a point where i can just interview someone and someone else just hits all the buttons for oh me. <laughs> ultimately like one day like like me and gabby we just reached the minimum monetization on youtube and so we're about to Yo, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. We just filed for like a limited partnership through which we're going to um, <clears throat> receive funds, hopefully. And so hopefully we'll be able to start getting money. Whoa. Um, but yeah, ultimately, like the dream would be like to give off the responsibility of all of the video and audio and just never touch it and then just have them put out everything for us. <laughs> I so badly want that. That's the dream. When I think about like uh, like jo the Joe Rogan experience, right? Yeah, yeah, and Like yeah. that dude like comes into a room, gets high, talks for three hours. And then and Jamie picks up the pieces. <laughs> he Yeah, he doesn't even think about anything else. I'm like... And when I when I was doing small town radio and we were like manually editing out the mouth noises and stuff, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way that Joe Rogan's team is sitting there and editing three hours of audio and scrubbing everything." There has yeah, to be no. an easier way, but also it's like, yeah, when you think about these people who have teams to produce a podcast, it's like how nice just to walk in on set, do your thing, and leave, and be like, "That's gonna come out and people will like it." Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
And also they can be like, oh no, you have to do this ad spot. You got and to be like, and it's just it's almost like spoon fed to you. I just oh I yeah, want to do I, that. Yeah. I'm at uh I'm at three subscribers on the Don't Quit Your Day Job YouTube channel. Hey. Um all the audio is uploaded with no visual, just the logo. Um visual helps so much. Yeah, so I think yeah, uh, hopefully this year I can get into it and get it put out there more because I think when you said you started putting stuff on YouTube and some other podcasts told me about it, but I'm like, oh, it's just such a good way to just get discovered and bring in additional viewers, you know? Yeah, and even like it's funny because I mean we've taught we've name dropped her several times during this episode, but Gabby, yeah, <laughs> Gabby has the most watched uh podcast on my youtube channel so far <laughs> oh <laughs> which is uh good for gabby she has a hang on i i just looked at this earlier seven views <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's like this this project obviously i really love this project and stuff and uh -huh. one thing uh about having sm uh, a small podcast is you just learn to appreciate every single view and listen you're like oh, oh yeah one more thank you so much <laughs> yeah it was interesting so, i was actually i was going through the comments of one of the clips we put out from our christmas episode mm -hmm. they're very negative a lot of uh, like a couple <laughs> being like oh they'll just give a podcast to anyone nowadays and like one of them was like because we were, it was a clip where we were talking about uh, Nancy Reagan, how like mm -hmm. it came out recently that she apparently was like giving out a lot of blowjobs. The throat goat. So, yeah, throat, throat goat, goat. Nancy. And, Nancy Reagan. And then someone said, oh, I can't believe this guy touts himself as a feminist and he says shit like this. I was like, we're not making fun of Nancy Reagan. We're not putting her down at all. Get Like we were, we were, we um but yeah i'd like to rewind to they'll just give a podcast to anyone these days as if yeah. there's a ministry or commission exactly of i was like yeah you can do one too dude you could easily start one literally uh, anyone yeah actually you can't uh me and Loke, me and lucas are employed by uh big hollywood and uh you have to it's yeah. a long application podcast uh process don't, yes. don't start a podcast it costs five thousand money to get in and one of my favorite moments of uh, this uh, this Christmas break was when someone in my family asked, "So who gets paid for your podcast?" And I was like, Whoa. What? Uh, you think people get paid for my podcast? Um, no, I do this because I love it. Uh, <laughs> I will do this for free until I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It so, would be good. I would. I would like to eventually get to the point where I could pay guests and actually pay them for their appearance. That would be it, a good thing to get to one day. But we're not there for a while. It's actually apparently it's very uncommon for that to happen. Oh yeah, it's very uncommon. because most podcasts. Once you're at a financial place where you could pay a guest, the amount of bump in your in your stuff you get from just being on that podcast is worth way more. It's like, you know, if you got a million listeners in an episode, like, yeah, and even like 1% of those people check you out, like you're sitting, you're, you're great. Yeah. It was like the, uh, I mean, I discovered so many people through podcasts. Really? Oh yeah. Who? So, well, I mean like so many other comedians that I now follow oh, yeah, yeah. because they like appeared on like a podcast that I like. My favorite podcast of all time. I discovered it because 
the host was a guest on a different podcast. Oh, like, oh, he's chill. I like him. And then I listened to his podcast. I was like, okay, I love this. I'm wait, staying. Who's, this wait, one. who? What's your favorite podcast of all time? Uh, Entry level with Brooks Whelan. It's a oh. hot take. Uh, it was kind of the the podcast that pushed me over the edge into starting stand up comedy because he just wow. interviewed. He's like a former SNL cast member. He was on there for one season, and he just interviews comedians about the jobs they had before they made it in comedy Mm -hmm. so it's just like a lot of like high school college early 20s like shit jobs and stuff and of course they end up bantering about stand-up and i think i listen to that podcast every week and one thing that i really am grateful for about it is before i started stand-up listening to that podcast got me in the headspace of like it's going to take a long fucking time and it's okay if it takes a long time to like make something of yourself in this field. So now it's like, I can kind of, because of that and hearing it from like, you know, 150 older comedians, it's like, okay, yeah, I can just do this every week and do it as much as I can. And eventually things will work out, but it might be seven to 10 years might be, might be more. And that's fine. Yeah. I starting out, I was like, so, I was so much more afraid of stand up and that's why I didn't start for a while, which I don't regret. Mm. But like, because I remember when I was in college, there were like a few people that did put on like stand up shows, like student stand up shows. And I thought they were like so good and so confident and so just worlds different for me. I was like, oh, I can yeah. never do that. And it was just like my nerves just kept me from ever doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, for me, I just got to the point where I was like, I need to try this. It was like a. Yeah gut level need i was like i need to try this at least once and mm-hmm. yeah and now you're here yeah we're now i'm here <laughs> on don't quit your day job <laughs> don't quit your day job top of the mountain baby <laughs> you made it you made it you made it hopefully we can get 70 listens on this episode hey <laughs> <laughs> i'm now curious how many views we get on youtube and i'm gonna just like bash gabby if i get to over seven over seven i know it's so funny because i literally i just spent cr- my christmas break in the, my downtime yeah exporting the audios as video and uploading them to youtube and when people subscribe like when the three people subscribed to the channel and even when I got any views, I was like, this is insane. I've just like this whole podcast is somewhere else in the internet. And you're telling me that I have like a total of like 76 views of all the episodes. And I'm like, so you, you guys just find you podcasts on YouTube. Like who does that? It's, yeah. it's conf- I don't know, especially cause there's no people. It's just a picture of the logo and like People do yeah. that, I guess. Especially now when you're like, don't have access or just exposure to a lot of people. It's just like, oh, there are still people out there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what, what is going on? I, okay. So I left, we actually, you left the city for the holidays a little bit before me. Yeah. I think. Like only a couple days, I think. And then when'd you get back? I got back on January 2nd. Okay. So you got back a couple days before too. Cause I feel like, w- we kind of jumped ship on New York City right as everybody got COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I uh, spent, you know, holidays, two weeks. I didn't think about a single thing. And then I came back to New York City. And then I f- fully cannot tell if there is a comedy, comedy scene or if there isn't. It's like a Schrodinger. I can't tell tab. either. I did um, a show yesterday Quote, he's doing air quotes for the I'm listeners. doing air quotes right now because like <laughs> what I was told by the host was that well they usually sell out 
but something went wrong with the ticket link that because it's a new year and it's their first event of the new year, for some reason, the ticket link wasn't live. There was some glitch that happened and it only went live the day before. You got Y2K'd. Yeah, it was basically (laughs) Y2K. I was like, the fuck? Um, But yeah, there were only uh, three audience members and then one employee of the venue and then comics. And that was it. That was... Whoa. I say whoa as if my own comedy show isn't that every week. (laughs) Because yeah, I can't... like. I think there's like so many people who are canceling things this month because they're like, COVID is rampant. And there's this other camp of people who... I'm just like, they're just keeping they're on, st- keeping yeah, on. Yeah, they're still out and about. Yeah, it's, I can't tell what's going on either. I just, I know I'm trying not to go to too many spaces indoors with other people. Yeah. Uh, not I, not too many. It's It's so weird. It's also that there are a lot of other places like just restaurants and other shit that are not having indoor dining or anything like that at all. That's mm. another thing. Is that, okay, because... I have no idea what the situation is. I haven't. We came yeah. back, chilled for a day, and then Lee tested positive for COVID. <laughs> I was like, "All right, so we're hanging." How out is at she home. doing? Is she feel okay? Like she's totally fine. Yeah, and I'm fine this time around. I haven't gotten tested, but I That's don't good. feel sick. So uh, fingers crossed, I don't get COVID for the third time. Yeah, but yeah, like I think most people were just like. Most of our friends are like nothing until February. I think that's kind of some of the mindset okay. that people are in. But also, I have to roast you on the 22nd. Right. Um, which I'm fine with because, I mean, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited, too. I uh, Yeah, I still need to write a few more, though. I got I to gotta get writing. Literally, I forgot I was roasting you over Christmas break. Oh, I forgot I was... as well. And then yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I need to write more shit. And then... yeah. I think next week is going to be a big uh, roast writing week for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's something new that happened for both of us this year is the roast battles. Yeah, 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 roast battles. So your first roast battle was that was the first one you've ever done against Lee? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you get you guys can uh, there's like lots of clips on Lucas's TikTok and his Instagram. Yeah. Of him roasting Lee. What, how did you feel about your first roast experience, your first roast battle? I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. It it's was just, it, it, was, it was so great. But I, it was interesting hearing how it came across from other people because you, I remember you said that I was like really intense. And <laughs> <Yeah>. the, which <laughs> it, was, it was true. But like, it was because like, I was so nervous. I was really? so oh. nervous walking up on stage. And so I was like, I was trying to be like very disciplined in like how mm. I was delivering jokes. And I think oh. that came across as like very cold. Like I was just, and then I, I got, a, I feel like I got like a little bit looser as it went on, but it, especially mm. at the beginning, I was like, just very sort of like stone faced and like, yeah. That's what was scary about it. But I will, I will say that my first two roasts, I feel like it's a it's a new type of comedy, so I I am getting those like nervous butterflies again. Even though yeah. I know my stuff is funny, but I, I totally get get that. Especially that was there was a big crowd that night, so yeah. <laughs> but I also I I really was like very happy with like the sum total of like the jokes that I did. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was I feel like it was a good. It was such it was just a fun night. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was very solid. It was very fun to watch and. I think one thing I've learned that I love about roasts is I I don't know if you feel this way, but I get sick of my own stand up material. 
and the oh, I good do standard shows. So like a roast is like a great opportunity to write a bunch of jokes about one topic, do them one time and throw them all away. And you yeah. don't you can just you can love those jokes for that night and it's like, okay, now I don't ever it's have to do that. It's super refreshing. It's yeah. super refreshing to do. It's almost like a juice cleanse for your, yeah, your jokes. <laughs> it's like getting it's like getting a colonic. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> You're getting you're getting your butt irrigated comedically. Yeah. Um it's a joke enema. Yeah, it's a joke enema. That's it. That's so it. So you this for uh, for me and you roast and that's going to be your third roast? Yes. Is it also going to be your third? Yeah. Yeah. So wait, you are you battled against Lee and then you battled first against Sharia Mattis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And those those were great. Lee 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 beat me. Um, yeah. I also lost in my second one. Yeah. Yeah. So we're both one for one. Yep. And both one Lee, for one. Lee was like, of the three of us, you're technically the worst because I lost to Lucas and then you lost to me. So you're at the bottom. I was like, no, 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 no. We're both one and one. Okay. We're all one and one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. But I, it, it's just like, it's so great. It's such a fun format. And also, oh, yeah. I, I feel like we've been lucky in that the people we've been introduced to the roast world from and who we've battled against have all been really cool people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's also like, ideally, it's a good way to get closer to someone else who, yeah. you, who you maybe don't know very well. Like I roasted uh, Carlos Nola. And I did not know him that well before, mm -hmm. but uh, his name came up and I remember thinking that he was funny at like the mm -hmm. few open mics that I saw him at. I thought, oh, this would be really cool. I would love to. Yeah. And it was great. I really liked him. Yeah. So I, I guess how was that experience? Like, how did you kind of get to know him? What was the the exchanging of terms and negotiations we, like? We met, we decided, we found a time to meet up to have lunch together and we just like gave each other as much information as we could asked mm -hmm. each other like what our boundaries were if anything and it was just pretty standard i felt i still found it really tough to come up with good roast jokes and what was really surprising is that i remember there was one joke i did that i thought was so funny i thought was so clever and it just fell completely flat and it yeah. really surprised me those ones those ones are like shockers where it's like yeah Man, i was so proud of that no one else tuned in all right it, exactly <laughs> it's that's the weird one especially when you do it in front of like other comedians before like planning it and they were go, oh, that's amazing. That's going to kill. And then pfft, nothing. Yeah. I found that with uh, like you, the trouble with roasting too is when you know someone or you know something about someone, that thing is not immediately apparent to the audience all the time. Yeah. Like I made a joke about Lee not showering when I roasted her. <laughs> And it, it kind of fell flat. And I'm like, all right, I probably should have uh, done something different because people don't live with her every day like I do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be so, something visual or at least something that could be visual. Right, um, exactly. But I or remember like, like a joke I made, the, like, the reason uh, Carlos used to do opera, but he doesn't anymore because his singing ability is a lot like his waistline, very hard to belt. <laughs> it's good and it's clever i real i'm still really proud but i think like not enough people knew like belt as like a singing term or something yeah it was like too niche and so yeah yeah that was like my final roast against sharia you may remember this one was uh uh 
Credit where oh, credit's the, due. Sharia does have a job writing for Netflix. Currently, she's working on a pilot for a show called 13 Fibroids Y. <laughs> Which is really good if you know Sharia and you know yeah. her material and stuff. And that's why she died on stage laughing. Yeah, ex- like that one when the audience was silent, but Sharia laughed her ass off. I was like, all right, I'm taking this one as a win of a yeah. joke because it was it was funny enough for her. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It was yeah, interesting. Like I remember, I remember thinking, "What are fibroids?" And then I remember, just in distant memory, I was like, "I think I've heard Sharia do material about that. That must be what this is about." But I, <laughs> I had no idea what a fi. I still don't know what a fibroid is. It's like a cancer thing or a cyst. It's like a cyst. Yeah, okay. yeah it's a Google it, listeners. Okay. <laughs> so do you do you have any other roasts lined up besides ours? Uh no, nothing else no. lined up. Uh just just you, baby. That's all I'm thinking about yeah. right now. That's all we gotta good. we gotta make it good. I mean, honestly, m- like our roast is the only thing that I'm doing in January. So I gotta yeah. <laughs> I gotta make it count. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else planned, uh other comedy shows planned, uh besides our roast. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting uh listeners, uh check it out. It'll be on our Instagrams yeah, for sure. If you're in New York City, come see cuz you're never going to see it again. <laughs> it's a one night only. Um if Lucas behaves himself, he'll put the whole thing on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh racist jokes, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> could yeah. you imagine you make racist jokes about me you're like yeah. this fucking white guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll get so, something in there yeah so what else has been going on because as you kind of blew up uh since we recorded you got you got involved in a lot of interesting opportunities through tiktok kind of like one-off mm. events and stuff what kind of stuff have you done through tiktok and being a creator because i know I'm you'll like sh- do stuff where you like meet up with other people or do streams and stuff right yeah i did a few um streams like we would play jackbox uh, jackbox games on twitch we would mm-hmm. do the occasional zoom show um little one-off things one thing that was cool is that i actually recently did um a acapella cover song with a bunch of other dudes um and I'd, i'll leave it at that and if you want to hear it you can i'll post about it on my social media once it's released but i just heard the master mm-hmm. of the song and it's amazing it sounds really good nice um, is it one of those sea shanties uh close not quite a sea shanty but close um, it's a land shanty it's a um. land shanty yeah um <laughs> it's an airfare shanty um but uh, i'm trying to think like what else i've done through or via social media um so i feel like this is for you like your tiktok became like the launch pad for a lot of stuff that you do now and like has mm-hmm. helped you make a ton of ton of connections which i think is like an interesting experience oh yeah well i got a manager in oh, yeah. uh in may and that was that i got that my manager sure i got oh i i met my man no it was uh, it was Whoa, through... too famous now Lucas. yeah could, uh, <laughs> you're you're all objects to me um but yeah my manager i met through a tiktok friend um uh who was actually on my podcast her name's molly and uh yeah she and i we met up to just hang out and she was like oh do you have like representation for comedy and stuff and i was like not really she's like hold up i'm gonna text my friend of mine and she just like made the connection right there and this is now my manager and it's like 
it's one of the best things ever. She's awesome, my manager. Yeah. So what what is what is that like? What is what is what is having a manager like entail? I'm just a yeah. I'm a dog shit open micer with no management, no representation. Take advantage of yeah. me, Hollywood. <laughs> well, I was a little hesitant to try to have a manager because I did have a manager before, not for comedy, mm-hmm. but just sort of like for acting in general, but also voiceover. And I chose to not renew my contract with that person after a year because I found out they did some shitty business practices Mm -hmm. and I heard some bad stories. So I was very, I became a little jaded against managers because they like an agent, you know exactly what they do. They're going to look out for opportunities in a particular field. They'll take 10% and that's it. And it's very, it's very specific. Or as manager, they can, they might just provide advice to you or they might go out and try to get you opportunities or they just, there's like, it's a lot looser of a definition. And okay. so I was, just for my own safety, I was a little bit hesitant. But I, I talked to another friend of mine who I met through uh, uh, social media, through TikTok. I was like, hey, do you think having a manager is a good thing? And he said, yes, because like, just to keep their nose to the ground, keep their eyes peeled for other opportunities that you should be aware of or, or would be to, good to get involved in. Basically, just provide really good advice and facilitation of like doing stuff. I know this is like really vague, but this like, is the vaguest answer to a question I've received this whole podcast. This is a very vague <laughs> answer. Yeah. Um, basically, what my manager does, she negotiates on my behalf for mm-hmm. um, business deals. She um, tries to get me opportunities for sponsorships and occasionally, uh, like acting gigs or occasional stuff. So she she just does a lot, basically. So like, do managers of this type, do they have like specialties that they like focus on where they're like, oh, I'm a, ma- a manager that will help you get into like just theater or like I, I'm like a comedy manager or like, how does that work? Like, I don't know. I it- don't actually know. It's sort of like almost tailored for whatever the individual wants for their own career. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely like I want, to do like just comedy and acting those are the things that i'm like really just focused on pursuing and so she's like cool let's help you do that and yeah i should get a i should get a talent manager on this podcast i really Mm. like to pick their brain about what they do (laughs) oh yeah i mean i i might i could ask my manager if she wants to be on (laughs) that would be an interesting thing you definitely should that would be i really appreciate that because maybe it's interesting because i feel like uh, so many people at our level or sorry, my level of creativity <laughs> of like, like, you know, we're not the same. Let's, let's yeah. be fucking real. No. <laughs> yeah. Lucas yeah. as a manager, I don't, um, but yeah, like I think a lot of people like, I don't have, into, don't quit your day job though. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have this podcast with, uh, just me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think a lot of people don't know like about what it's like to have representation or how to even yeah. like, I feel like a lot of the opportunities that managers. Oh, another thing that my manager about. is like helping me do is to like submit for like the occasional comedy festival or just other right. various. Like I produced, um, I produced a stand-up show in December, mm-hmm. which went really well, and I want to produce more. And she, um, was like a big, she like almost entirely organized the thing. Really? And, oh yeah, she yeah she like c- uh, connected a lot of dots. I like put together the lineup and I like coordinated with like the comedians to put together. But like mm-hmm. with the venue and the date and stuff, she like she handled a lot. 
and Interesting. I'm super grateful for it. Did she also I, like handle like ticketing and stuff? Um, ticketing was done. I think outside of our hands, that was done like pretty much just by the venue, which like mm. does a lot of shows. Um, it was at Sesh Comedy, which is great. They do a lot of great shows if you're ever in town. Um, yeah, so they took care of that, and then like she like uh, helped me put together like promotional materials to put online, and then like helped me like remind me to like post on this day, post it and stuff like that. Whoa, interesting. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Because when I went to that show, I was like, "How did Lucas find this place?" <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, Lucas put together a comedy show, and he didn't have to walk around on foot for a week like I did. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense though, because yeah, I definitely could have done a better job with promoting the show, and that's another reason. Like I was still super happy with the audience that we had, but mm-hmm. afterwards I was like, "Oh, I really want to." do another one and do more and really put a lot more energy into promoting Mm. it because I feel like it could be a lot bigger and better. And yeah, yeah, I loved it so much. It was a great show. I mean, you, for that room, like the audience was basically full. There was like two or three seats that were empty in the front, but it was great. I was super, I was, I was so chuffed with it. It was great. That's awesome. When, when are you planning the next one? Do you have any ideas yet? We, I do not have any idea yet. Uh, but, soon well that's another just like thinking about like where comedy is right now in the city Mm -hmm. and so it's just like waiting for like the temperature to be taken Um, waiting for literally anyone to just step outside and be like comedy is happening yeah (laughs) so this is kind of a new year's episode this is going to come out on the the 11th what are your goals for 2022 do you have anything planned i uh I don't know if I have anything planned. Well, I guess like my goals for 2022 are actually to make plans and adhere to them. (laughs) Basically, because like for the past year, I've been like very loose on like scheduling stuff for myself and like sticking to it. And I I found myself getting overwhelmed by different tasks and things that I need to do. Mm -hmm. And so when I got back, I decided, all right, I'm going I really want to make the effort to actually set plans and goals for myself and like i i remember like just in like past couple days i like scheduled the time for my dishwasher to be delivered i made an eye doctor appointment i signed up for a credit card i was just like just lots of little things that i've been needing to do that i'm Mm. like all right good i'm actually getting stuff done this isn't too hard i should probably do this more (laughs) and so is that uh, just basically instill discipline in my day-to-day uh things and right that's like that i I would say that's my goal for the new year that's a good goal because i also feel like you with especially with how you are working with like voice acting is like you everything you do right now has an insane amount of flexibility exactly so i can imagine there's like a struggle there with like getting things done when you can do things at whatever time you want exactly and just to instill like boundaries and like uh in my time and that's that's something I've never really done for myself before. And I think it's uh, it's hurt me that I haven't done that. And I'm really it's it's just something I need to do is to be disciplined with time, basically. Yeah, I think I'm like hyper time discipline and it becomes a problem when I'm like some like. I get so in like a routine that it's like, well, I have three free hours during any week that I could plan something new. Other than that, like I'm 
booked up, you know? Right. And that can, that's like a different type of stress, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely good to like pull things together. So I think, I think that'll be good. And also like, if you get on a schedule, I, you'll push out more stuff. Exactly. As well. Yeah. And it'll be easier to push out stuff and I won't feel overwhelmed. And then I will be able to actually plan out time for me to just be relaxed, which is what I'm so worried about losing and what I'm so like, <laughs> that's like my like phobia of like planning stuff. I was like, oh, well, I even have time for myself. And like, so yeah. How am that, I going to chill? How am I going to chill? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, that's what about you? Do you have any like goals for the uh, new year? <clears throat> I the the biggest one is to get this podcast formatted in a uh, usable video way yeah and to like get it out there more and like you know once i can if i can just get it in a video format that's easy to edit yeah and make clips from and get it on youtube like i'm 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 gold because i think that the big thing is like i've set this podcast up in a way that it takes me it takes two hours out of my week to okay. do the podcast. You know, I 90 minutes of that are recording. The other 30 minutes are the quick editing and upload because I've got all the presets, right? Yeah. So now I have to tie in this extra element. Like, okay, now I have to rework my like recording setup to make sure the camera angle looks good. And then I also have to like find a way to combine the audio and the visual in a simple way that I can then just export and throw on YouTube, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that this year is going to be like new technical challenges for me. Mm-hmm. And also uh, our friend uh, Connor Kafia Chain is coming back to the city soon and we're hey. going to start our studio. So that'll be a, a fun little exercise. So I guess listeners stay tuned for that, but we'll... We'll see. It's been a it's been a dream for like a year and a half now. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Things have though. been crazy. So is he I, coming back with uh, Alex Richards? Uh, Alex Richards is working on coming back, but he is not coming back at the same time. Ah. so I'm excited for him to get back. He's yeah, he's in Fiji too. right now. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. It'll be good. I think also it's that's great. It'll be cool just because like. 2020 like 2019 like pre-pandemic comedy i feel like is like felt like my freshman year and then pandemic comedy i feel like i hit like 2020 was a highlight for me where i was like this is the coolest year of my life like i feel like i'm part of the comedy scene i'm really doing stuff people know me 2021 some good stuff happened but the things are kind of getting quieter and i think i'm hoping that this year i can get the best of everything and like yeah really make something great I don't know. There's also uh, one of my goals is always just to make any one of my projects be successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just <Yeah>. need one. <laughs> yeah. Besides like discipline, which I talked about, I would say like I really want to grow my podcast. I really want to get a point where we might be able to monetize the actual podcast itself. Mm-hmm. And um, that's something I want to do. I want to get to a point where I'm consistently producing an independent comedy show. Yes. Um, and I'll tell you what, that one's not that hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not that hard to do, but yeah. You've I, seen it. You've seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I because I want it to be able to like um, actually like come up with like longer sustained material mm. and to the point where I'll be able to do longer and longer sets. Right, um, right. And then eventually get to a point where I may be able to like go on the road and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that would be 
I also want to get my driver's license. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> That's another thing I want to do. First um, step for getting on the road is yeah. driving a car. Yeah, so someone tells me that a car might help with the road. Uh, Tell you what, I'll rent a car. We'll go down to like the Coney Island boardwalk. I'll let you drive it around. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, I think I, getting a driver's license is a uh, great 2022 goal. Oh, yeah. I think you could you could do it. No problem. It's not it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, but it's in the city. You know, it's hard to like drive in the city, learn in the city. It's like, but yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm going to do I, it. I almost feel like you should take like a like a one week vacation to like Southern Illinois or something somewhere <laughs> wide open. <laughs> well, maybe what if I did like a trip to Chicago to do like a little stand up there, but also to just like drive around in like <laughs> Wilmette or something to like just in the suburb. Yeah, that would be pretty, pretty good. I think because of all the places I've driven in America, yeah. I think Brooklyn is the worst place to drive. Yeah. Because, you, you but know, then again, you, maybe it's good to like learn on hard mode. And then it, I, th I think so. But I also think there's something where it's like if you learn on hard mode, if you drive in any normal place, you're just going to be an asshole. <laughs> We're going to be like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. New York plates should have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing is that I know I would love driving a car. The idea of like just having my own space, I get to put on whatever I want. It's like my own little sanctuary. I know I would love that. I know for my own sensibilities, I would love that so much. It's it's a vibe. It's something like I don't miss having a car or maintaining a car and like right. doing oil changes, getting tires and all that. But I do miss just that is being able to sit and just listen to whatever music and just like not have headphones in and go yeah. wherever. It's great. I see you. I see you owning like a 1998 like Volvo, like a <laughs> station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> with beaded seat covers oh oh ew oh that was that was worse than any roast joke you could say that's like that's insulting i prefer if you called me a slur fuck oh ah <laughs> oh, beaded seat covers oh. listening to npr you get in it smells like um Patchouli? I wish i knew any yeah patchouli <laughs> <laughs> i knew it yeah, I was, I was like, "What's the word?" I like, I know what I wanted to say, but you, you got it. You got the name for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you to think, think yeah, about growing up? We had a. I remember my dad drove drove a 1990 Mazda. That mm -hmm. was what it was. It was like sort of like burgundy seats, burgundy <laughs> faux leather seats. Ooh, <laughs> I remember that very well. So going on the road, though, you went on the road for a couple days. Yeah, for like four week? days. I opened okay. for um, uh, this dude who I met through TikTok, Ben Brainerd. He was um, a Two Nosy Meerkats, Meerkats highlight for me. His episode was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He, well, he also is just a touring comedian. He's like super successful. Mm -hmm. he, is an, he is a scary good business mind. It's mm -hmm. really, it's weird. It's. It's amazing to listen to like what he does and how he does it and how successful, but it's like, it's almost a little unnerving to be, I was like, Jesus, you're too good at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, it was, that was one of the best weeks ever. It was just mm. so fun, educational reward. It was great. It was great. So if you got to choose how, how much of the year would you be on the road? <sighs> um, 
May. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because here's the thing is that I know I love being planted in one place. I like Mm -hmm. having a regular routine, having a strong sense of home. But I I don't know how much I would do, but I know I want to do it more and hopefully like do it more and more and more and more and like stretch my comfort zone, you know, and Mm -hmm. like. uh, At the moment, I just want to do more because that was the first time really like I did like a couple shows with Connor in New England Mm -hmm. and those were like my first shows outside of New York City oh wow and and these were the first shows outside New York City since then and I just Mm -hmm. think it's just super educational to like hone your material outside of the city because this is a bubble and uh so yeah it's just it was very necessary and I I really liked it for that that's a cool way to put it. Is like it's an educational experience. Oh yeah, like definitely. That. If you if you got to uh, like if you got to pick like three cities to go to on the road, where would you pick? Well, the thing is, I think one of the best things is to go to not big cities. Mm-hmm. Like go to places where like because that's the thing is like cities tend to be like Lu- very... Lucas. You can't even name anywhere smaller than a capital. <laughs> 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 oh yeah you're like um, memphis what is that 20 million people yeah it's <laughs> around there yeah atlanta um, that's a uh, 10 million <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> um well the thing is i don't want to go to like big cities because they'll tend to be like just sort of like the same sort of like crop of people crop mm-hmm. of mindset and i want to like do material in front of different kinds of audiences and like mm-hmm. smaller places so being honest i don't know where i need to go yeah that's me being i don't know where i need to go but i know i want to travel the country and and be confronted with lots of different audiences that's mm-hmm. all i yeah i i will say my my first show i ever did was uh aspen laugh festival mm-hmm. and i did five minutes at a hotel on like the opening night of the show <clears throat> or the festival and I thought it would be dope to do comedy basically at a ski resort. Yeah. But it turns out that uh, a ski resort is people from all over the world, especially in Aspen. Man, did I get some mixed reactions for my material? Like, I feel like <laughs> one benefit of being like in the city is like you get like, gen- even if you have touristy crowds, you kind of get people who are in the same frame of mind. Mm-hmm. But when you get like a, cr- like, I feel like if you were to go to some like small place in like Wisconsin or whatever, you would get people who are all in the same mindset and that's a great experience. Yeah. When you get a crowd of people, if there's 50 people and those 50 people are from 30 different countries or places, then it's like, all right, what are we even doing here? Like, <laughs> can we relate to each other at all? I don't know. There's a challenge, but it's like yeah. a, definitely a good growth experience. Definitely. It's, I just loved f- performing in front of those audiences and they were also mm-hmm. just like so generous and kind and appreciative. Just happy to see comedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's like here, I think people are just so desensitized and they're so like a co- like a walk-in comedy show in New York City. Like you got to impress the crowd in the first like two minutes mm-hmm. or else they're like, eh, I'm over it. There's a million comedy shows, you know? Yeah. You go to a smaller place like in New Hampshire or whatever, and they're like, thank God someone has brought comedy here. <laughs> yeah. 
So what are uh what are the big lessons you've learned in the last year? Twenty twenty one recap. What's your big lessons learned? Um, because like I feel like so much has happened since you've been on this show. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Um, I would say big lesson is to forgive myself for little stuff. Hmm. Um, like, um, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can say anything particular. I just know mm-hmm. that a big problem I've had is being mm. able to like say no to people mm. and that more and more I'm like learning to try to like trust my own instincts and yeah and actually listen to myself as to whether I want to do something or not and being less concerned with how I think things are going to affect other people mm. and yeah and Basic- me taking advantage of this aspect of your personality is why you are here today on this podcast. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I think um, it's good. I think especially as you get followers and stuff and you get more opportunities, you're going to have to say no to some stuff. You know? Oh, yeah. And I do. But like it's I'm I'm very bad at like actually listening to myself and thinking and actually like value, valuing my own opinion as to whether I want to or not do something mm-hmm. um because i in my past i've tried to just like appease the most amount of people as possible mm-hmm. and I feel um, that. yeah but um that's hard especially yeah. i feel like it's with what hard. we do if anyone offers you something you're like well i like even if i don't want to i should say yes because then i'll meet more people and maybe get something else out of it you know yeah there's like this like back and forth so that's good. I think that's a that's a solid lesson to learn. Um, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we're kind of down to the last. Like, what about you? Uh, Do you have anything sort of like emotional or spiritual that you feel like you want to work <laughs> on? Or I don't know. I feel like it's just. I think this has been like the one of the more challenge. Like, what's hard for me right now is persistence. Mm-hmm. Is that like starting stand-up comedy, right? When you first start out, you're like hooked on it. You're like, I'm yeah. going to do this all the time. You do it a bunch. And then once I kind of got into it and got more comfortable, it feels like, oh, I'm not actually going anywhere. Like, I don't know if this is like I'm doing anything or like moving forward, but I just need to keep doing this because it will take a long time. So there's like this like, like for me, it's just learning to accept that Sometimes you have a great month. Sometimes you have a bad month. And yeah, event like something will. It's all going upward. Brittany Cardwell had some good to say about it in her episode on this podcast. Is that like your career is like the climate change graph? You know, it's only going <laughs> up. But if you zoom in, it goes up and down. But like when you're in one of the down parts, you got to zoom out. And be like, oh no, it's it's going up. That's a really good analogy. Yeah, so I feel like I'm in a lot of... It's also an awful reminder of climate change, but it's a great analogy. Dude, awful reminder. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like the the big one for me is like... Yeah. Is like, I feel like I just want to get like a little heat on anything I do, you know? Mm -hmm. But also it's like I can't can't make it happen. I'm just like, you know, doing the weekly stuff until something does happen. Cool. But yeah, it's, you know... That's life, I feel like. <laughs> Indeed. No, definitely. 
And I feel like you are someone who is like, for me, I'm like, Lucas is like a short glimpse into the future for me. I don't know when it is, but I feel like what you're going through is like somewhat what my next steps I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's like my favorite thing about comedy is that you get to watch other comedians on the up and up. That's the best part about it is that you can you just get to watch comedy like you pay to like go up and then you watch comedy for free that's the best bit for me Mm -hmm. yeah it's like it's so it's crazy to think that there are people we know who are gonna be like hyper famous comedians in like 10 years oh yeah or even less time you know like (laughs) i always think about dylan adler (laughs) oh my god i'm like Dylan, there is a I finite amount of time. I definitely want to get time. him on my podcast. Oh, so badly. Yeah, he was on this one, and he was wonderful. Like, he, and he's so he's so approachable, and he's so nice. He's and, such a, a warm person. He's yeah. And then also counter that with the fact that every time I see him perform, I'm like, he's gonna be famous like next week. Like it's yeah. only like it's a countdown until this dude is like the biggest comedian ever. <laughs> I know he's so good, and he's so distinct. And so mm-hmm. unique. It's just like he has everything. He's, yeah. Just the ability, like, his ability to know his own comedic voice. Yeah. Is so commendable. Like, I don't know, like, for you, how do you feel about your own comedic voice? Like, do you think you've developed it? Or are you figuring it out? Or I think I'm probably still figuring it out because I basically do. I, don't, I think my style is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. And I'm very comfortable with that. My style is like very, it's like a very sort of like standard, I would say storyteller, because I do a lot of storytelling from my own life. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's not anything, extra- it's just, it, I would say it's like a very simple standard, like stand up vibe. Whereas Dylan Adler is just like so wild in particular, just to him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so yeah. unique. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 an issue I have is that is that I will do what I think is really just my own voice talking about my life, talking about what I'm dealing with. And then people say like, oh, that's so Mulaney what you're doing right now. I'm like, no, it's me. It- <laughs> <laughs> His dad's alive. It's like. <laughs> um yeah but like that that is it is something that annoys me is when people uh, go like that oh they're like oh you're so similar to him or someone else and i'm like no i'm really trying to be just me but it comes across at least in some other people's uh experiences like reminiscent of other people and so i sometimes doubt i doubt whether i've found my voice because of that that's interesting because it's like I feel like that is because of your John Mulaney impression days. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like a remnant there where it's like people hear you do John Mulaney enough. Then when you just talk normally, it's like, oh, it's it's like pretty similar, actually. And then it's like. Well, what's interesting is that even before I did like impressions of that, I remember there was a set I put out online um, before I did TikTok and impressions and some people were like, oh, this is so reminiscent of Mulaney. So even before mm. it was. Wow. Well, actually, the reason why I started doing an impression of him was because people said that I had a delivery similar to him. Whoa. Um, and that a was when I... an origin story. Yeah. And, this, <laughs> and then I literally, I thought, oh, if I come across like him just naturally, if I put in a little bit of effort, I could probably do a really good impression. 
Whoa. I guess that's interesting. It does make sense. It's not like you were studying and researching John Mulaney in the dark (laughs) for months. (laughs) Just like... Just like bloodshot eyes, like shoveling chips in my mouth, just going from one YouTube video to another, just like, I'll get it. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like that's that's like a tough thing, especially like, I feel like I have a non-unique voice as well, but I've never been directly compared to another already established comedian. So that's like, that's definitely got to be challenging. Like, is there anyone you've been told you're similar to? Not yet. Ugh, no so one. Because <laughs> I, but there's also like, yeah, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like, for me though, I'm like, oh, I'm the same as like every other mid twenties white guy in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like, oh, we're just kind of like the, the rice of comedy. Just something you eat mm. more flavorful comedians on top of in a way. Right. Like, yeah. Like, okay, guys, we got a wonderful hamburger of a show. We have a delicious patty, some incredible roasted peppers. And, of course, we have two buns. And I feel yeah. like I just like a bun. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you changed your show to two buns comedy. <laughs> two buns comedy. Just a couple of buns hanging out. And we present the filling. <laughs> the filling. <laughs> that would be quite a quite a pivot. <laughs> I think the, the only thing that I think I have, I'm, I'm starting to lean into this more and more, is I think I just, for comedy, I need to just embrace my like super nerdy inner child. Mm. Like I think I just need to lean into it because I also have like, the only thing that I can perceptibly be like, I'm really good at this is like hosting and like doing the hosting and the riffing at a comedy show. That's something where I feel like I have standout and I feel like that type of energy is not brought into the nerdy content sphere often. Mm. Like, I think there's like a, there's like a bridge there I got to make, but my brain is still working on it. Right. But I don't know. Comedic voice is like fucking, I don't know. It's It's tough. tough. So tough. And I mean, your, your big thing is uh, goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's interesting when people would be like, Oh, I thought you were going to do that in your standup. I'm like, no, fuck you. That stays online and it stays there. No. That's also something that you've had to work with is crafting distinct, like, because mm. when you first came on this podcast, you talked about how you don't want to be known as an impressionist. Yeah. And then I, a few months later, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a hard pivot to no impressions. I was like, yeah. Yeah. No impressions. And, but now the audience is like, Lucas, where's your bathroom mirror when you're on yeah, stage? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that's actually, I remember I was telling Gabby about it. It's like, is that I, people know me for like very different things. Some people know me as like the John Mulaney impression guy. Mm-hmm. Some people know him as like the Jenkins, like women's clothing sketch guy. And then some people is just like the dude in his bathroom mirror. And then also like just for like doing weird ethnic mix nicknames. Oh, yeah. And Those so, at, thank you. Um, but I like the idea. I, I like the idea that people are fighting over what I am. <laughs> I, I, I like that idea. I'm like, cool, fight amongst yourselves. <laughs> I feel like you, you have like a different eras of fan base. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone through, I've gone through phases for sure. You're like, I'm an OG Lucas fan when he did Kronk and he's my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like, I, 
I sometimes get bored of doing the same thing over and over and I want to change it up. And so, Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go do something else that I don't know yet on uh online but uh but yeah it's great though i mean especially because you like already have like i've talked to you about this before but like having a following already it's nice because when you experiment with projects people are gonna go check it out or if like you're gonna have like a new tone or try a new video you already have a fan base that are gonna be like oh let's let's watch this let's see what's up it's cool but uh you've been doing great i'm very proud of you thanks bubaloo i'm proud of you for not preying on your fans like we used to roast you for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Luke, for listeners Luke has never did any such thing but we used to give him shit like he would have <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome Lucas well that's kind of the end of our episode where can people find you you can find me uh, my website uh, lucastarnold.com I'm on all social media at lucastarnold as well uh, uh, yeah that's oh and also uh, two nosy meerkats podcast and you can find us on social media at two nosy meerkats we're on all the podcast platforms. We're on YouTube as well. Uh, subscribe to us. Uh, Gabby and I are still figuring out when we're going to get back to recording again soon. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, she well she also hasn't gotten back yet from the holidays. Um, okay. But yeah, we're going to get back. Uh, we're going to get back on it soon. Awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank on you here. for having me on, man. This was great. It's good to have an update. Uh, find out where Lucas is at. Seventy episodes later. Yeah. <laughs> Seventy episodes. Holy shit! It, when I broke fifty-two, I was like, "Wow, I've really been doing this more than a year." And if you if you total up this podcast and Small Town Radio, I've been podcasting basically for like two years straight. It's wow. Kinda, yeah, How does it feel? I'm proud of it. I'm proud of my 2,800 listens. I'm really proud of them. (laughs) And uh, the biggest thing is just knowing that uh, if you sat down and listened to my podcast as a full-time job, it would take you about two weeks, maybe more. (laughs) So Wow. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. But yeah, thank you, Lucas. Thanks so much for coming thank on. Thank you so much for having me on, man. I love I'm this. sure uh, we'll hang out as soon as Lee is all exactly. better. Uh, <laughs> as soon as the, the old ball and chain is done with her COVID. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check out Lucas on all his platforms and uh, come to our roast on January 22nd, 2022. Yeah. It'll be a good one at New York Comedy Club. You can find details on our Instagrams. You know where to find us. Uh, and that's it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye bye.